And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Member Spotlight here on Business Radio X. This is the Gwinnett Chambers monthly radio show and podcast, and we've got a very special episode as we are going to continue to recognize some of the Impact Regional Business Award winners. I'm Mike Salmon, and we've got three wonderful guests here in the studio. Bob Rogers is here with Street Grace, Doug Jenkins with Georgia Power, and Marine Page with Winton Machine Company. And we're going to start the program with Doug Jenkins with Georgia Power. Doug, how are you today? Doing fantastic. Mike, thanks for having us on. Absolutely. Well, for those that maybe live under a rock and don't know anything about Georgia Power, tell us all about Georgia Power. Absolutely. I hope most of your listeners have heard about Georgia Power before, but just in case, Georgia Power is the largest subsidiary of Southern Company, one of the nation's largest generators of electricity. We have the privilege to serve about 2.6 million customers in all but four of Georgia's 159 counties. And we really focus on delivering clean, safe, reliable, and affordable energy at rates way below the national average. And we work hard to maintain a diverse, innovative generation mix that includes nuclear, coal, natural gas, as well as renewables such as solar, hydroelectric, and wind. Our 7,000 employees are proud to deliver world-class service to our customers every day. And we're really proud to be recognized by J.D. Power and Associates as an industry leader in customer satisfaction. Now, we hope that many of our listeners are Georgia Power customers as well. But you guys, I know service is very important to you and giving back to the community. Why is that such a big initiative for Georgia Power? Absolutely. That's a great question because this subject means a lot to folks that work for Georgia Power. Our company has actually lived by the same motto for over 100 years, and it's a citizen wherever we serve. This phrase was actually coined by our very first CEO, Preston Arkwright, as Georgia Power was working to electrify Georgia for the first time in the early 1900s, actually stringing the wires where you could have electric light bulbs in your homes for the first time. But put simply, first and foremost, Georgia Power will invest heavily in our cities, counties, and communities across this state to ensure they have solid foundations, inform leadership, and, in, and engage citizens in positive environments to live, work, and play. Notice that I didn't say that Georgia Power will build generation resources, transmission lines, or distribution lines first and foremost. We will always first build our communities. This grassroots investment will help create jobs, positive changes in our communities, and a higher standard of living for all Georgians. Only through this solid foundation will individuals and businesses thrive, which in turn leads to increased energy sales for our company. Then and only then can we go and build generation resources, transmission lines, and distribution lines to serve our thriving communities as needed. This is a true win-win equation for everyone involved, and Mike, this formula of service to our community has been successful for many years and is deeply ingrained in the Georgia Power culture. That's why it means so much for us to be recognized with the 2019 Impact Award in the service category. It confirms that commitment to service and community. We're talking with Doug Jenkins, Region Director with Georgia Power, and you talk about uh, servicing the community and you com- being committed to the community. You're a premier corporate citizen. Give us some examples of how you're participating in becoming a, a corporate citizen. Absolutely, sure. That's a broad-based question, but the way Georgia Power looks at it, we kind of bucket things in four ways. First, uh, direct corporate support. We have numerous business functions that directly support our communities, and let me give you a few examples. Economic development. Most folks do not know that we have the oldest, the largest, and the most successful, as measured by multiple awards, economic development organization in the state, and really one of the most recognized in the nation. 
This group focuses on recruiting new companies and the resulting jobs to Georgia, helping existing companies expand and making sure our communities are well positioned to attract new companies. The team helps attract thousands of jobs to the state and millions of dollars of capital investment each and every year. So think about how many families that has impacted. Another example is we have a learning power team. This is a team of education coordinators that work directly with teachers in the classroom across the state. They teach courses on energy, energy efficiency, and environmental science. All of this to directly support our education system and its focus on STEM curriculum. So Mike, these groups are great examples of organizations that are not installing wires or transformers. They are focused first and foremost on making their communities stronger and more successful. The second bucket we look at is employees in volunteering in the community. Our employees volunteer over 140,000 hours per year to directly support community organizations and nonprofits. This support comes from two primary groups. We have our Citizens of Georgia Power groups, that's our active employees and their spouses that are set up in 40 chapters across the state that volunteer in targeted community projects to make their communities better. Then we even have our ambassadors, which is over 2,000 retired employees that also volunteer to help their communities. So that focus on being a citizen wherever we serve never stops, even when you leave the company. The third bucket is our Georgia Power Foundation and corporate giving. The company directly invested more than $17 million last year in organizations that directly support our communities. And a great example of this is our support of new teachers who might be struggling to have the resources to set up a classroom for the first time. So if you think about it, if you're a new teacher coming out of college, you've got to pay out of your own pocket to set up your classroom for the first time. A lot of them do not have the resources to do that. So Georgia Power gives new teacher assistance grants to an identified group of these teachers to help them with this initial financial need so they can concentrate on teaching our children and making our education system even better. Then the final bucket I'll mention is our direct employee giving. Our employees gave nearly a million dollars last year to directly support targeted organizations in their communities. Real proud of how, of, of how they do that. When you talked about the teachers, you just described my wife. I think she lost money teaching a couple of years ago with all the money she was putting into the classroom. Same way with my wife. Yeah, yeah so great stuff. You guys are doing a lot of wonderful stuff in the community. We want you to continue to do that. So how does Georgia Power remain strong moving forward so you can continue to give back like you're doing? Certainly. For 130-plus years that Georgia Power has provided electric service to Georgians, our, how our customers utilize our product and the utility business in general, general has seen tremendous change. Georgia Power has always strived to be at the forefront of new innovative ideas and in how we make, move, and sell electricity. And I hope this is evident when you see things like prices well below the national average, a highly diverse generation mix, a strong and reliable delivery system, and a constant flow of new products and services for our customers. We plan to continue this same focus on innovation going forward to help keep our business strong. A couple of things I'll mention. From a generation standpoint, we're going to continue to build a diverse mix of generation sources that will keep Georgia's electrical prices below the national average. So consider the following. Our two new nuclear units at Plant Vogel, they're approximately 77% complete and they're going to add over 2,000 megawatts of new carbon-free energy to our system when they come online in 2021 and 2022. This will be the first new nuclear units built in the United States in three decades. 
plant Vogel will, will be the only four-unit nuclear facility in the United States and will produce enough electricity to power one million Georgia homes and businesses. Vogel Unit th 3 and 4 is currently the largest construction project in Georgia and, and one of the largest in the state's history with more than 7,000 construction workers on site today. At the same time we're working on this project, we're expanding our portfolio of renewable capacity, such as solar, wind, and biomass. We have over 1,590 megawatts of renewable capacity online today. This is going to grow to over 3,000 megawatts by 2021. But what's most interesting about that is that this program is voluntary. It is a voluntary renewable portfolio, which means none of these generation sources are subsidized by other fees or taxes. So this generation is being added at cost, which puts downward pressure on customer prices immediately. Now, from a wires standpoint, Georgia Power co continues to invest millions of dollars in our transmission and distribution system to make sure our customers have the reliability they expect in the 21st century. Consider the following, Mike. 20 years ago, our electrical system was fairly manual in nature. When a problem occurred on the grid, a tree, lightning, the way we would find out about that problem is you would have to call us and tell us about it. Uh, then we would send a team out to assess the situation and make repairs. The system is very different today. It's more like a large computer. We have integrated self-healing networks, automated switching, and smart devices that can pinpoint the location of a grid problem very quickly. We plan to continue modernizing our system in the years to come as we upgrade electrical substations in the area, put more advanced equipment on our lines, and utilize advanced analytics to better predict failure points across the system. So that's some of the ways, Mike, that we're going to continue to make sure that our business continues to be strong uh, going forward. This is where you drop the mic and walk out of the studio. <laughs> I mean, you just can't top that, all the things you're doing. You mentioned at the beginning of the uh, the interview, Doug, uh, you know, what the uh, Impact Regional Business Award means to Georgia Power. You don't do all these things that you're doing in the community to win awards, but it's got to be nice when you do get recognized, and I'm sure it meant a lot to you and all the employees of Georgia Power. It really does, and that's why I'm so proud to actually be able to sit here on behalf of the hundreds of Georgia Power employees that live and work in Northeast Atlanta because they strive every day to live up to our motto of being a citizen wherever we serve, and that's very ingrained in what they do. And it really means a lot to every single one of them when you're recognized like this by a fantastic organization like the Gwinnett Chamber. So we really appreciate the recognition. So Georgia Power, the winner in the service category for the Regional Impact uh, Business Award. For those that would like to find out more about Georgia Power and all the great things you guys are doing, where can they find that information? Absolutely. Encourage our customers to visit us on georgiapower.com. They can find a host of information out there, whether you're a business or a residential customer, uh, about things you can do to uh, partner with us, uh, partner with us in the community, or on how you can get information about how you can be more energy efficient at your own home or business. Great stuff, Doug. Sounds like you're a pretty busy guy. Absolutely, but enjoy every minute of it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here on the program. Thank you, Mike. Doug Jenkins, Region Director for Georgia Power here on the Chamber Show Member Spotlight. Street Grace was a winner as well, and they won the nonprofit category for the uh, Impact Awards. And joining us now is the uh, company president and CEO, Bob Rogers. Bob, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks, Mike. Glad to be here. We're going to talk about what the award meant to you and all that, but first, before we get into that, 
that. Tell us all about Street Grace and what your organization does. Yeah, Street Grace um, was launched 10 years ago. So February of this year, we celebrated our 10th year anniversary as a not-for-profit. And the single mission that we have is to eradicate the commercial sexual exploitation of children in Atlanta, in Gwinnett, and around the country. So all of our efforts and energies focus on that. We are an organization that um, addresses the issue twofold. One way is that we are demand-centric. So most of what we do focuses on the idea of ending the demand. Around Metro Atlanta, there's some research a few years ago that says that the underground illegal sex economy is a $290 million a year business. Um, When you look at that and think of that in terms of a hundred, hundred and fifty and two hundred dollar transactions, illegal transactions to get to that volume. That's significant. We're talking about the illegal underground sex economy, not what we might sometimes think of and see. So we focus on eradicating the demand, which means looking at the people who are purchasing sex illegally with children and those who are trafficking. And the second approach is that we're child focused. So everything that we do works towards prevention and protection of children. Most of those, and in that target age group for us, is probably those between the ages of 12 and 18. The average age that a child is exploited or trafficked for the first time is between 14 and 16. So you're talking middle school and high school aged students. So the work that we do approaches the issue from those two perspectives. There's other nonprofits that also try to, of course, stop uh, sex trafficking. What You mentioned some ideas there, some things that you do. Is, is that what makes you different? What makes you different from some of the other organizations? Yeah, most of the organizations, and, and we need them all. Sure, okay, absolutely. So, yeah, so this is this is not a comparative. This is a, a comprehensive approach. Yeah, the day we don't need them will be a good day. But you're exactly right. There are a lot of us that would be very happy to go fill out applications in other places. Um, most historically, when you think about sex trafficking, you think about not-for-profits, most of the organizations are there for the restorative care. So um, once somebody has been victimized by this in any way, shape, or form, the effects of it are just traumatic. Um, the, the problem and the solution sometimes are all, is a lifetime process. Most of the organizations focus on that, the restorative care, the residential. What we focus on is we look at this as an illegal industry, and we say, okay, if you want to dismantle an illegal business, how do you do it? And you go where the money changes hands, and that's focusing on the demand. If there were no buyers of sex, no one would be victimized. Um, and so our approach to that is to catch it on the front end. One of the things that we will you know, often kind of say is a, a great day for us is when there's no more pictures to show and no more stories to tell. So the preventative side of it, the power of a 12 or 14 or 16-year-old boy or girl that has been educated and informed on what sexual exploitation is, what it looks like, what's normal and what's not, the power of that child being able to look someone in the eye and say no or stop is unbelievable. Um, because the people that prey on children, I, I mean, I, I know in, in movies and things like that, there are things that are sometimes depicted as these are, you know, tough and burly, and, but they're cowards. They're preying on the people who are the weakest and most vulnerable amongst us. And when a child has the ability to identify, to step away, or to report, something that has occurred it's an incredibly powerful thing you talked uh, bob about you know starting street grace or it's starting 10 years ago uh, technology i know plays a big part in in fighting this crime how has that changed and how do you use that now, these days to fight the crime that's a great question um this is one of those issues especially when you start looking at a 290 million dollar business or whatever that it might be in the city or the location that you're in you can't we can't fight it dollar for dollar 
we have to scale up. So we won't end this one arrest, one rescue, one victimization, or one prosecution at a time. We have to use technology. One of the things that we did have done in the last year and a half, and we're just um, acknowledged or awarded by the Technology Association of Georgia earlier this year, was the utilization of technology on the internet to be able to identify and intercept phone calls and transactions and texts from people who are attempting to purchase sex with minors. So we intercept that, collect information about them, have a recording of the conversation that takes place, and then follow that up with a deterrence message that lets them know that what they've just done is illegal and it's a felony in all 50 states, and it walks through some other consequences for that. But we don't stop there. In addition to that and collecting that information, in the last six or seven months, um, that technology has been a part of over 100,000 text exchanges and has disrupted over 10,000 transactions of people attempting to purchase sex with minors, which, again, that's the nicest way I know to say it on the radio, right. okay? Um, and so the, the effects and the magnitude of that as it continues to ramp up and is now live in 14 cities and eight different states is, uh, I mean, candidly, it's a little overwhelming that the volume exists but there's technology that's being utilized to capture and to combat it. I'm thinking there's some people that are hearing what you're saying and they're they're not really listening to what you're saying because they're going, oh, this is a downtown Atlanta problem. It's not happening in my community. Yeah. Um, if they listen and if they pay attention to the news, they will see that human trafficking is not just a their problem. Human trafficking and sex trafficking is a here problem, wherever here is for you. If you're in the suburbs, if you're in the city, if you're in the rural areas of Georgia, human trafficking and sex trafficking has been reported there, has been uncovered there. Um, I read an article this morning that uh, the FBI, I think in the GBI and other law enforcement agencies conducted a, an operation in May that was, I think it was Operation Safe Summer. And, and they, around Metro Atlanta, including around in Gwinnett County and other areas adjacent to us, I think they, they um, rescued somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 or 225 kids um, from some form of sexual exploitation or that were on the missing children's list or something like that. This is a here issue. Okay. We're talking with uh, Bob Rogers. He's the president and CEO of Street Grace here on Member Spotlight. For that person that wants to become an advocate against sexual exploitation, what's the most important thing that they can do? Yeah, it, it's um, it, this is that's that's you've asked really good questions. <laughs> um, the, uh, the the most important thing you can do is to become aware. Uh, I've never met anybody that's for human trafficking or for sex trafficking, but every day we beat people that didn't know it existed in their neighborhoods and in their communities. So reach out to us or another organization um, and let us get some resources to you. Everything that we have, everything that we make available to the public, to schools, to churches, businesses, and corporations, and, and we have been fortunate enough to be the beneficiary and partner with Georgia Power, um, is available for free. So our mission is to get the information out. We have trainings that we do in schools, churches, synagogues, um, and we make all of that available. And they can reach us at the website streetgracegrace.org um, and happy to help in any way that we can. It is crystal clear why Street Grace was the nonprofit winner of the regional uh, award, uh, the Impact Award. What did that award mean to your organization when you found out you won? Oh, it was fantastic. A, we're based in Gwinnett County, um, and we were recognized by the Gwinnett County Chamber. And B, 
I saw the list of the other organizations that were in the same category, and I would have applauded and been almost as excited for <laughs> any of them. I'm going to be transparent. I appreciate your um, honesty yeah, there. Yeah, I'm trying, trying to. Um, but it was, um, it's significant for us because it's an acknowledgement, A, that the awareness issue and campaign is working, and B, it's an acknowledgement that the resources and the approach that we're using are having an impact. And that's, we are about nothing other than impact. For those that would like to find out more about the cause, help out, become an advocate, all that good information, go ahead and give the website and, and any other information for them to find out more. Yeah, we've got training for people to learn more, to be advocates in the community, or to be able to represent or speak on behalf of Street Grace. And all of that information is at Street Grace, G-R-A-C-E, streetgrace.org. And this is a real problem. It's not one that's going to go away by closing our eyes. That's exactly correct. Bob Rogers with Street Grace. Congratulations on the Thank award. You. About a month late. I'll be the last to congratulate you since the awards were about a month and a half ago. Thanks. But uh, thank you for joining us. Glad to be here. Bob Rogers with Street Grace here on Member Spotlight. Also winning an award was Winton uh, Machine Company. Uh, Winton won the Small Business category and representing their company now is their operations manager marine page hello there marine how you doing good well congratulations on the award thank you so much for those who are not by the way you, you need a big awards uh, like uh, shelf now because you guys have been <laughs> winning a lot of awards over the last couple of years but for those not familiar with the winton machine company tell us what you all do sure uh, the company was established in 1997 we design and manufacture over 100 different machines which bend, cut, and shape metal tubing and rigid ca coax cable. Over the past 22 years, Winton has remained true to its core value to continuously improve. Winton continues to innovate and improve their product line of automated solutions by improving the speed, accuracy, and flexibility of existing machines. Our machines add values to customers' bottom line. Winton Machinery is also installed at product plants throughout the United States and globally. Our customers use their United, I'm sorry, our customers use their Winton machines to make parts for large equipment and systems. Most notably, parts from Winton machines are used on a NASA Mars Exploration Rover with collaboration plans underway for the next generation project for Mars 2020. We also do refrigeration being the biggest um, two-bender for General Electric assembly lines. Uh, Winton started uh, in the basement of the Winton's home uh, here locally in uh, Gwinnett County. So they have grown so tremendously big and is known in the community for numerous things that they do. Yeah, and now you got stuff up on Mars. Correct. <laughs> That's pretty pretty impressive there. So innovation is a big part of, uh, of the company. H how do you guys stay on top of the innovation and the technology? I think it's most the collaboration with our customers, uh, making sure that we stay ahead of the game all the time with them. Like right now we're working with robotics, making sure that, you know, we stay ahead of their production lines, making sure that we're looking at lean manufacturing with them also to save time and cost in their manufacturing process. Uh, George, our uh, co-owner, uh, is a, the engineer. So he is always constantly, you know, going to trade shows and our customers trying to figure out what the next best thing is. Because technology, it seems like it's changing every single day. So yes, you got to stay is. on top of the innovation. <laughs> uh, winning the award, what did that mean to you guys, you know, being recognized as the, uh, the small business winner? It meant a lot, you know, especially um, if you notice George uh, usually is not the ones that go to the to the award banquets. It's usually Lisa because he's always at the plant making sure that the machines are getting out on time. 
but just to see him humbly accept the award and talk that it's just not about the Wintons, it's about the team, it's about all of our vendors that we use uh, locally. It's about growing the business and making sure that we stay ahead and making sure that people understand manufacturing is still alive here in the United States and making sure that we stay in the school systems. We have a couple of interns that work for us from Maxwell High School. So it's making sure that we continue growth and making sure that they're employed and understand what technology is. We're also working with Maxwell High School with their new machinery uh, that they added this year. So we're hoping to get some apprenticeships um, in, on board this year with them also. So you're getting involved in the community. It's important to you guys as well. Of course, yes. And Lisa was just appointed um, to be part of the economical growth development from Brian, um, the Kemp uh, wow. administration. So that's also something that we look forward to because she sits on a board that actually determines what kind of things we need to add into the education module for the kids to understand manufacturing that is not equipped to go out and get a four-year degree, that they want to use their hands and the knowledge that they have. You're the operations manager there. Correct. What's it like working for Winton Machine and what's the culture like there? It's awesome. I've only been there a year. I've known the Wintons uh, from the Collins Hill High School cluster. Uh, I'm actually involved a lot tremendously in the Collins Hill area. I run the athletic um, association there. So I met them through that. Um, and have been wanting to work for them for a long time, but they had to grow a little bit more for me because <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to traveling. But it's, it's great. I mean, every month it's something different. We're always looking at newer things to do. We always look to get involved in the community and we're always hiring, which is a great thing. We're all, you know, just today, we just got a new order for three new machines. So it's constantly growing and that's what I like. It's job security. Correct. <laughs> That's great. My son, by the way, has played a lot of baseball at the Collins Hill Park. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great area. Uh, for those that would like to find out more about Winton uh, Machine Company, where can they get that information? It's uh, WintonMachine.com. WintonMachine, W-I-N-T-O-N, Machine.com. Correct. Great. Maureen, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Maureen Page with the Winton Machine Company here on Member Spotlight. So, again, congratulations to our three three winners, Street Grace, Georgia Power, and Winton Machine. And we want to remind you that you can listen to this show anytime you want, 24-7, by going to businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on Member Spotlight. This is one of three shows celebrating our winners for the 2019 Impact Regional Business Awards. So, for our listeners and for our guests, I'm Mike Salmon, and we'll see you next time right here on Member Spotlight. Mm -hmm.